So growing up, girls just always used to want guys who looked like Chris Brown and Drake. They were just light skin, and the people like me who were dark skin, we were all just brushed to a side. So I never really got to appreciate what it was like to see and and have black love in my life. Um, besides my mum, of course. So obviously, as I've grown up a lot more, like I've started to really appreciate who I am as just a young black man and how beautiful the black skin is. Hello everyone and welcome to My Love Is, a podcast brought to you by Bumble, the popular dating app where women make the first move. I'm Irene Titiwaye, your host, and we're back with episode four. So guys, you know every week we need to be focused, and this week I'm joined by the lads, the mandem. I have the amazing Donny Sunshine, photographer, director and DJ, and Jeremiah Asiyama, DJ and host on BBC One Extra. Donnie and Jeremiah, welcome to My Love Is The Podcast. How are you guys? Life's good. Life's good. I can't complain for once. Like, you know when you normally come on mic and like, yeah, life's good, but this, this and that. You know what? By God's grace, everything blessed. Yes, I love to hear that. So, we love to see it. Amen. <laughs> uh, same, likewise. I, I can't complain, to be honest. I feel very privileged, blessed. I'm happy. I appreciate everything that I've got going on right now. So let's get into it, guys. The Black British Dating Experience. What is the Black British Dating Experience? And what does it actually mean to you? I think for me, the Black uh, British Dating Experience, especially now in 2020, is about kind of experiencing people. It's weird because I grew up watching like a lot of American TV. And when you watch American TV, they date. Like, and when we were growing up, we didn't date, we linked. Like, we went on linkages. It weren't the same thing. It was like, I might meet you at the bus stop. Or I might meet you at the ice skating rink outside. But like, but watching them shows, I always wanted to date because I was like, it looks fun. Like, they're just going to, like, the movies or they're going to dinner. And it isn't necessarily like, okay, because I date you, we're going to be in a relationship. And I think I think that's kind of what it's turned into now in the UK. Like, we're starting to, like, um, experience people and realise, you know, just because I'm attracted to someone and like someone doesn't mean it has to go the long haul. We can just actually get to know each other. And I'm very big on, like, some people in your life for a reason and some for a season. And you got to enjoy each opportunity. As long as you can identify, that's where the problem comes in. Some people don't identify the people that should be in their life for a season and try and stretch it out. You're speaking to me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, growing up for me, I went to a predominantly all-white school. So there was only about five of us that were black in school. So growing up, girls just always used to want guys who looked like Chris Brown and Drake. They were just light skin, And the people like me who were dark skin, we were all just brushed to a side. So I never really got to appreciate what it was like to see and and have black love in my life. Um, besides my mum, of course. So obviously, as I've grown up a lot more, like I've started to really appreciate who I am as just a young black man and how beautiful the black skin is and the black, just black people in general. Mm. So as I've grown up, I'm like, you know what? Like I get to embrace and understand other people's cultures, not only just me being Ghanaian, but someone who's Nigerian, someone who's like Ugandan and just appreciating and understanding someone's culture to seeing somebody on the road and being like, I resonate with you more because I understand more about you through an encounter with somebody else. For, so that for me is just like, yeah, the uh, the pinnacle of it. Circling back to Donnie, what you said, someone once said to me before that the black British love experience is the slowest of all. Like what you were saying <laughs> in that, like, you know, when you watch American TV shows, it's like they just meet, they fall in love and then it's like this forever, ever fairy tale. But sometimes when we reference or speak about black British love, it's almost a bit like you meet, then you start texting and then you're talking and then you're seeing each other and then you're dating and so on and so on. Why do you think it is maybe such a longer process for us? And what's the difference between between talking and seeing each other I've always wanted to know <laughs> for me it starts with like you meet someone and then you start talking to someone and then you start seeing them 
like I've had but some of my boys be like it's opposite like you start seeing someone and you start talking to them I'm like no nah, but you gotta talk to someone first and then you see them like <laughs> but but I do think um think sometimes social media has to play a part in it because we we have so much choice um right now and just not even just choice but seeing what's out there when you constantly are seeing people and bombarded it's so hard to have tunnel vision and just appreciate someone for who they are and what they bring to you a part of you is always looking for something better the greener grass so i feel like that also stops people from really investing straight away so they like kind of like okay i like you but let me just make sure there ain't something better out there and then you're doing that they're doing that and then yeah it's just like a long process and when you finally feel like okay you know what this is the person then you might kind of settle down but i feel like it takes a bit of time to do that i agree i for me it's always a thing of where like i know a lot of people who are black and they just wear their heart on their sleeve so because they wear their heart on their sleeve 24 7 it's not going to be a case of where like Let's just get straight down to the business. Like, what do you want? What's the vibe? Like, what's going on here? It's more about, okay, let me suss you out, like Donny was saying. Like, let me see what your vibe is about. Let me see what your energy is like. For me personally, like, dating is the most important part because I feel like you learn so much about yourself and who you Mm -hmm. are and what you like and what you want to look for in someone. What are maybe some of the important rules for dating for you guys? Well, thing is, yeah, I've actually never been in a relationship before, but I've definitely, like, dated and, like, seen girls. And I feel like, for me, because I've always had this ideology of, like, which is quite different to what I assume you, Irene, and Donny think, but, like, I've always assumed that if I go into start dating someone eventually like the end goal is to like go the full way and build with somebody i don't really just date for the sake of dating um i if i invest energy i invest like i go all in or all out so for me it's more of a case of yeah just just going the whole way to be honest with you the whole point of dating is getting to know someone and being honest so that's definitely one thing for me. And a lot of boys that I chill around, they're so afraid to just allow their emotions to just be said. Like, oh, I don't be taking for a mug. I don't be taking, feel like I'm moist. I'm just like, bro, if you like the person, just tell them how you feel. And it doesn't make you any less or more of a man. It's just like, just saying how you feel. Like, if they don't appreciate that or they don't accept it about you, then it's not the person for you. We keep it moving. So let's talk dating etiquette. Because I think this is, while I've got two guys here, let's let's get into it, yeah. (laughs) Because I think it's really important to be upfront about what you want. You know what? My favourite word when it comes to like dating is clarity. I feel like clarity is the most important thing. And I think as I get older, I start um, really appreciating honesty, like what you said, Jeremiah. Like honesty, even when it doesn't sound nice or even when you feel like, you might lose something. I think that's the biggest problem. It's like people start dating and because they like someone, they kind of, that person could let them know what kind of vibe they're on and then they try and go with their vibe because they like them. Or they're like, if that per- they know that person really wants to settle down in a relationship, but they don't want to be in a relationship. They don't say it because it's like, well, if I say this, then we are going to stop talking. And I'm like, I've realised more time, you probably wouldn't. If you're honest and say where you're at, some people, a lot of people will meet you where you are. If someone doesn't want it, then that's that's their choice and you should respect that. So I feel like clarity is like a huge thing um, when it comes to like dating because you have to really know what you want and be vocal about it because that makes all the difference. When we're talking about clarity, Donnie, what you were saying earlier, 
um, I agree, but it's like sometimes you feel like you don't really know where you stand or maybe you might have feelings for that person more than they have for you. So, you know, sometimes you always have that awkward, so what are we, convo? How do you move from stage to stage? Pretty much. I've been in that position. And for me, I suffer with anxiety. So I need clarity a lot to kind of just calm me. And what happens, what used to happen is I would rush the process just for clarity so I wouldn't even be ready for something, but I need to know where you are at. So I'm asking you questions that I don't even have the answer to because I just need to know so I can make Sorry. up my mind. And the thing is, do you know how selfish that is? <laughs> because <laughs> that's something we can't keep doing. And I understand why we do it, but you can't put yourself in that position where you're asking someone to be vulnerable, you know, and offer something to you that you're not really ready to offer yourself. And even if like you are in that stage, if you don't know, take the time to figure it out. I feel like there's no... I, my always thing is I say if you don't know then you know that's that's my thing if you don't know what you want that means you don't want it because like when you want something it's clear and louder for the free, people free, at the back louder for the know, people at the know. back if you don't know if you want something then you don't want it literally mm. that's it's enough it's been clearer to me in my life and all of the times where I second guess and I look back now I'm like I didn't want it I clearly didn't because I didn't I didn't make those moves to work towards it you know, I'm 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 hearing you say that, and I can't lie, <laughs> it's hit my nerve because I don't know how to feel about it. I suffer from anxiety as well, and I've realised it. Like I've realised a lot about myself and dating just in this year alone. Um, and the reason why I say I, I don't know about it is because like I feel like one of my biggest anxieties is getting my heart broken, and because I've had it before. I was on the phone to my boy, balling like a baby. <laughs> I kid you not. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, that experience, I don't want to go through it again. That's why I'm like, I'm so hesitant to just like, I'd rather just rush it. So like you said, Donny, like let her know how she feels about me. Then I can figure out how, how I feel for myself. But like you're saying, it's very selfish to do that. Mm. Um, and that's why I've almost learned to enjoy the process, as they say. Because when you enjoy it, you enjoy what you learn and what you like about yourself, about what you like about the other person. And then what you don't like about dating. Like, one thing I've realised that I do like about dating is I've always liked to, like, make someone come on a date and be like, oh, my days, what made you want to do this for me? I'm like, because you're special, man. Like, you're, you're a queen. Like, Living! You know what I'm saying? Like... The first day I make you feel like, do you get what I'm saying? Like that's just the way I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a soppy boy. I like, I like doing the big old dates, but, but like, yeah. So that's how I like to do it. But I totally get what you're saying, and I think I just need to work on, and people just need to work on not being so selfish. Because the moment you like realize someone else's emotions, then it doesn't just become about you. I think it's important some of the, um, the points that you guys made because it does kind of touch upon a bit about protecting mental well-being when mm -hmm. dating what advice would you guys maybe give to people in how you protect your own mental well-being when dating i i would say um i'd say definitely it's good to have opinions but don't have too many opinions and what i mean by this is asking your friends oh what do you think this text means or what do you think that text means like try not to overread the situation because there's been so many times like a, a message will come through from a, a girl and then I'd overanalyze it. Sometimes just mm. take a step back. Like, not everyone responds to messages how you respond to messages. Not everyone's way of communicating is 
So like my way is always for phone calls, and the girl I'm speaking to is she likes to text. So it's like realizing that not every time it's like your way or what's the right way, and sometimes just like really taking a step back and understanding how you feel and analyzing how you feel because so many times, especially when you're dating or seeing somebody, anxiety will pop through and you might not even realize it's anxiety because you just start thinking of like 110 different scenarios. But just like really take a step back and think about the other person and just like, okay, well, maybe why are they feeling like this today? And just like, do you get what I'm saying? So for me, mm. that would be mine. Not getting too many opinions and just trusting your own opinion and your gut. Your gut, mm. yo, your gut is your best friend. I kid you not. Like the moment you feel like, eh, is, is this right for me? Like, like actually listen to Getting a bit to sticky your, icky. Yo, <laughs> yo, if you're on the toilet seat holding your gut, yes, it's right still. It's time to go. It's time to go. But then... Donnie, you might disagree, right? How do you know what's your gut and how do you know what's anxiety? Oh, I've, I've been in that situation where it's, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes. It's hard to tell. I feel like only a life experience can show you that. I feel like you you grow and you go through these experiences and then you start realising there is a difference. There's a difference in that feeling. I feel like one comes from worry and doubt. One's like looking for the bad and one's mm. just aware of it. And you're kind of looking in your mind and thinking, okay, am I just like digging deep trying to find something? Or is the, am I just like my spidey sense is tingling? Um, but um, I was going to answer that question as well. And I feel like, I think one of the most important things is replenishing yourself. I feel like, mm. um, I feel like a human being is like a bank account. Yeah. You've got a hundred pound in your account. And then like everything that we do as human beings we give out energy. So we give out, we go to work, that's £10. You know, you hang out with your friends, that's another £10. Your family, £10. Then you've got this relationship. And for me, relationships take a bulk. That's like half your money gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you go into this relationship, you've got your £50 down Tell and you're giving again. all this stuff out and then your heart gets broken. If you don't take time to earn that money back and put another £50 back in your account, you're going to spend £50 again and what's going to happen? You're going to be overdrawn. You ain't got Minus. nothing left. You're minus. Mm. And like, that's something that you, I've been in my situations before where I've like, because uh, I wanted to be in a relationship and I wanted love and I wanted that kind of connection. I didn't take the time to really like heal, grow, understand myself after being in, in previous relationships for getting to the next one. And that only hurt it. It didn't, it didn't even have the opportunity to flourish because I'm like, you can't give someone half of yourself if you're not even whole yourself. So, <laughs> hey, yo, bro, you got to write a book, bro. I'm just, I, I need my notepad out for this one, boy. Jeremiah, you mentioned earlier about like calling your friend and crying, and you know, and Donnie, you mentioned also about being vulnerable. I think one thing I really want to talk about, especially like in the black community, which I don't think we talk about enough, is kind of like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and like what standards of male behavior we see um, as appropriate or not appropriate, or like even showing that vulnerability within our community is not really something sometimes culturally that's installed in in us what are some of maybe some advice that you guys would would give around that subject and like being able to be more vulnerable or having the confidence to communicate with your friends for me the realest man is the man that puts every single motion on the line and doesn't care about how somebody views or makes them feel because at the end of the day that's them and you shouldn't have to worry about what stereotypes or what makes you less of a man or more of a man at the end of the day, your mother brought you into this world. Do you do you? Do you get what I'm saying? I, I genuinely don't feel like there's... Yeah, people can't tell you how to be you. And there's, like, there shouldn't be a stigma that you're any less more of a man or like you're not more macho because you cried and let your boy know exactly how you felt. 
Like crying is a is a great emotion because once you've once you've barred your eyes out and you just got tear tear marks left on your cheeks, yeah, you can actually like think and understand like the whole entire emotion you felt during that time and analyze why you felt like that and then work on it. So like, okay, so next time I feel like this, you understand it. And then I feel like that's such a beautiful thing to learn, not only as a man but just as a human and really understand. Well, wow, like the reason I'm crying is because I feel a way. And it's a good way or a bad way. And I feel like anybody, regardless of regardless of what sort of relationship they, they are in, would really appreciate somebody that's open about how they feel. Let it all out like a, like a waterfall. Let it all out, baby. Trust me, I'm a crier. For me, because it starts going into intersections. And I feel like when you start breaking down different intersections, I feel like what it means to be a straight black man versus what it means to be a queer black man are not necessarily the same expectations. Um, mm. I've also learned that there's like, there's a certain element of privilege and power and oppression. I feel like life, life balances itself out. I realise that it's mad how that one thing that could be used against you can become your greatest weapon. So for me, like growing up being a queer black man, like when you're, when you're queer, gay, by you're stripped of your masculinity, like from your community, your community mm. doesn't see you as a man, doesn't see you as whole. Mm. And you don't really have that respect but then when something gets stripped from you, you actually own a higher level of power because you don't have to live up to anything. So then now they, I don't have that level of toxic masculinity in my life with my friends and my family because there, there isn't this idea or ideal that I have to live up to when it comes to being a man. So then when it comes to like showing my emotions and being expressive, it's always been very easy to me. Well, not always, but since I've been very open out with my family and friends, it's been very easy because everyone's very welcoming and and just uh just very connected you know and mm. i feel like it definitely that's something i definitely do feel sorry for in the straight black community because for me i speak to male friends straight and queer i speak to girls i speak we speak constantly about how we feel our emotions you know our relationships and i've and a lot of the time when i speak to my straight black uh, male friends they offload so much to me because I realised they don't really have, a lot of straight black men don't have a place to go because a lot of, not a lot, but I can't say, I feel like a lot of their male friends don't express that vulnerability and do portray some of these toxic masculine traits. And then the women that they're with also present toxic masculine traits in that sense of like, because everyone has feminine and masculine energy. It's not just a male or female. And I feel like black women and this is no shade to them sometimes present this toxic masculine energy where it's like i want my man to be a man i want my man to be a provider i want my man to be strong and they don't want their man to show emotions they don't want their man to be crying you know they'll make fun of him they'll be like oh he's soft or whatever but then he he has those emotions they have to go somewhere they have to come out at some point so i feel like there definitely needs to be more spaces for i feel everyone specifically but i i've noticed that black straight men have the least amount of you know, um, places to go when it comes to being open about their emotions and their feelings. Just adding on to that, I also feel like, once again, what we touched on earlier on is that communication and honesty thing. It's like, so how do you feel about, like, just asking someone the question, and I know it sounds very dumb to say, but, like, just asking someone how they actually feel about, oh, like, men showing their emotions. Mm -hmm. Because just from that answer, you can really gauge what sort of person they are already. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if someone's like, oh, why do, why do boys cry? Like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, okay cool so you're not someone that's ready for me to let you know how i feel etc and, and vice versa like love and, and dating and relationships are just about being equal in so many different ways shapes and forms and once again yeah like back to the toxic masculinity stuff communication baby 
let it all mm. out, you know. But some people might be okay with their partner being the one that wants to take them out. But I think yeah. one thing that I've learned, what I'm learning from this conversation, it is literally communication is the key. Yeah. And but also understanding what you want and what you like, because then you'll know, like, is that person's and mine and that person's spirit aligned? Like, do we share an equal understanding? Like, do we share equal vision in life that we have similar values? And is his character something or is her character something that I would want? that aligns with mine and I think once you can find that middle ground then you're almost exiting that dating stage and going into a relationship once you kind of almost like dating is enjoying that journey of finding if you have similarities I, I agree with that I feel like it's I feel like especially what you said as well Jeremiah is that idea of like that's why dating is so important that's why mm. dating is so fundamentally important because you learn so much about yourself and you learn how to communicate. It's literally like just growing and learning and experiencing. So because let's say you have someone that's perfect for you and you can spend your life with them. If you're not ready, if you haven't experienced enough and you get them too early in your stage, you can ruin it. It can go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be a waste. You block your own blessing. There you go. Mm. So I want to kind of round up dating mm-hmm. and I want to go... I. Jeremiah, you t- you've both touched it. Donnie and Jeremiah, you've both touched upon ghosting. Oh. So let's get let's let's get into it, guys. Can we clarify the definition of ghosting, please? <laughs> ghosting is when this, all of a sudden, pip, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, don't hear yeah. from them again. Yeah. It's all over. So not, so that, what, there's not even like a I can't lie, it's a working sort of text. It's just <laughs> zoom. Pim. No, hey, God, ready? God. Ghosting is pim, as in. Daddy, yeah, yeah. you don't Nino, hear from them Nino. again. You're calling the hospitals to say, have oh. they been injured? You're calling their yeah. gym to say, did they come in in the morning? Ghosting is, <laughs> Pim, have you ever been ghosted and how did it make you feel? Oof. I've been ghosted. I was Man. ghosted one time. And I tell you, do you know how pissed I was? Because I didn't even want nothing. That's what pissed me off. It's the audacity. The audacity. Like, I so met he this... was courting you, yeah? He was... He was doing the most, the most. The most. I remember I met him. He was wanting to make breakfast. He wants to do date night, all of this stuff. Two twos, we ended up having some fun. And then this is the joke. Here's the joke. Have you ever been pre-ghosted? So he's like, oh, just letting you know, I'm going to be busy for the next few weeks <laughs> if you don't oh hear from me. I was like, babe, it's, it's like, who let someone know they're about to go <laughs> he's professional that's how you know he's a professional he knew what he was doing i was like i was i was like because to me i wasn't even looking for anything i think but it's this idea that i feel like some people and it goes back to people not being able to be honest it's this idea if like if you came into it saying this is what i want i would be like me too it's fine but because you're assuming i want something and that's because of the consideration i so when i date even though I might not be looking for a relationship, I want to do a whole experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go cinema, I'm getting popcorn, I'm getting drinks, I might get hot dog too. I want to enjoy oy, it. Oy. Come and on. That's, that's what dating is like for me. I don't have to, I don't have to be, like, setting up this whole lifetime, but I'm still going to, we're going to speak on, a, like, an intellectual level. You know, we're going to bust jokes, we're going to, like, have fun. And I feel like what happened is he took that as me probably think him thinking that I want more out of the situation when it's like, no, I treat everyone like this, bro. That, that was my experience. But it taught me a lot because after that happened to me, I made sure I never did that to anyone because it was like, it was very clear. Because the thing is, well, oh, ghosts, it's like haunted house. So just because, just because ghosts have gone, they'll come back and they'll shake, ooh, shake door. They'll come and ooh, shake uh, lamp. 
to let them know that you're here. So every every two, three weeks, a little message. You know the ones where they'll send a little message just to see if you're on the hook and you message back, no reply. Or set up date. Don't hear from them on the day. That happened for about six months. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what's... I was so confused because I was like, I wasn't putting energy into it. I was like, so you're going out of your way to message me and when I respond, you don't respond. But I've learned this psychology. It's all power. It's people just knowing they've got someone there. I was back up. I was back up. And it's like, okay, as long as I know I've got him on the hook, if anything, if there's ever a lockdown, I've got someone I can call. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Jeremiah? You've experienced anything like that? Have you You partaken anything like that? Don't don't even hate me for saying this, yeah? But I thought it's going to come. I want to punch you when I say this, yeah? (laughs) You know what people say? I don't know what the right word is, but like you attract the same people that you want to meet. But have you ever given up that energy off before to somebody else? Not that I know of. Ah, <laughs> not that I know of. That, you have to, you have to be like aware. Like self awareness is important. I don't yeah. know. It could be someone listening right now, being like, "Ah, oh, so good. It happened to you because, like, we with trauma as well. You know, you carry that trauma, yeah. you pass it on. You don't not even right. know. But um, I actively try not to. I feel like in my younger days in my dating, I've tried because I need clarity. I'll offer it. I'm someone that will be very clear. I fr- I friend. I stay friend zoning. I stay friend zoning because oh, wow. I like if I don't feel like it's gonna go if I don't feel like a physical or sexual attraction to someone but I connected with them friend zone I let them know straight away I remember going on dates and like having a great date I told you I give the whole experience as soon as I left that date I met her I was like nice to meet you you seem really cool just want to let you know that I, I don't really feel a uh, physical attraction to you but I was still that's chat to you as friends straight away because I didn't want to set up a next day and be talking the next day I knew from the time we met face to face they weren't for me so that's the type of person that I am I love that bro I love that in regards to ghosting for me I've never been ghosted you know I think I think the only reason why yeah, it, mu- it must be nice it must be nice right. it, it must be nice <laughs> I think the, the only time I took an L really like a big big L yeah was when was when we were, we were on a date in Central and then it was like the fourth fifth date I was thinking okay if we're four or five dates in there it's, it's, it's starting to pick up and then all of a sudden, no, true story is, people do not go on dates if you genuinely don't have money, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I, I planned my date. I was like, okay, I've got a 40 to 50 pound budget. I should be okay. No, no drinks, just, just like, just little soft drink and then go home. Went to an arcade and I was like, wait, arcade's going to be like 20, 30 pounds. Call my boy that broke. Can you bust me some money? He sent me money, but during that time she could tell I was like fiddling. She's like, "Everything okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was trying to get fifth to my brother." And then she told me that, "Oh, like her mom's called her. She has to go home because her mom's not feeling too well." And she we should just stop the day what we're doing. And she went home, and then I get a text that same night. She's like, "Yeah, I can't lie to you, Jerry. Like, I don't see this working anymore." And I was like, "I wish we could freeze frame all of our faces right now. <laughs> it's so mad." <laughs> I I think I had Drake's album on repeat for a good three days, man. Honestly, so yeah. But yeah, I, I, besides that, was that is that ghosting or is that just no, taking it? No, out? there's clarity there. Ghosting is when yeah. they're just mm. gone. It's like you literally don't hear from them. And like to be fair, I feel like I have had it a few times, but it wasn't in my mind because it might be people that you talk to. So you know, you just start talking to people and you just don't hear from them for yeah. a few days. Mm. I remember I was with someone guy and he was literally like disappear for like a week and then come back with these 
excuses and i was like mm. what's going on it's like yeah because my cousin got hit over by a car and then and then and then i had to go back to my country and then, then my passport got i was like it's not that wow. deep we haven't even yeah. met like we literally just started talking about that I, I, I really don't understand how people can do that you know everyone deserves respect and clarity like if you're not feeling the vibe just let them know man so that's why Donya, I probably respect your thing, bro. Because when you was talking about like when you take a guy out and you friends him after the next day, I can't. I find it so hard to tell a girl that that I want to friends on her, and I think that's only because that like, I know what it's like for someone mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I'm not really feeling you, and that that thing like, oh damn, like am I clapped or like look at yourself in the mirror, you you bath twice as hard to make sure that you actually good looking or what, <laughs> like. That's what I just struggle with it. But like hearing mm. you talk about it and being confident about it and just being real, yeah, I probably respect it. So, yeah, man. I think one thing that's important to highlight a lot about ghosting as well that it's not a lot it's not it's nothing to do with you it's mm-hmm. to do with the it's to do with the person who's doing the ghosting yeah. like they're, they're usually going through something or like they're not mature enough mentally to like to date or to want a relationship so and I think people do take ghosting seriously like that you almost look at yourself and be like what was wrong with me like yeah. Yeah. why didn't they like me and a lot of the time it's actually no deflect that energy back to them because a lot of the time it's what is wrong with them or what are they going through at the moment where they're just not... And it goes back to something that you said, Donnie, earlier in that they just not might physically be in a space to receive the love that you're mm-hmm. able to give them. So it's majority of the time it's to do with the issues that they've got going on mm-hmm. with them themselves. But I do want to kind of speak about like... Um, respectful ways to kind of end relationships or you did touch on it a little mm. bit Donnie by, mm. by saying that you know you're very you're very upfront mm-hmm. in terms of if you don't see it moving forward you're able to communicate that but breakups especially now that we're in lockdown can really be emotional you know what is kind of maybe the the processes to kind of just keep it respectful and is there maybe any breakup stories that you guys are comfortable sharing when it comes to breakups for me I think yeah it kind of goes back to what I said before but it's I try and be as honest as possible. Um, I think it's important to really not not drag things out. Not drag like when I start. To be fair, I have I have a dis, um, disclaimer when I start dating anyone, and I, I I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Like no, nah. I don't actually say that. I say um, let's have fun while it lasts because I'm I'm very I don't like the idea of obligation when it comes to relationships. I feel like. Um, people are just i've seen relationships um from the older generation where people are just together because they've been together for that long and you know that's what you're supposed to do and you've got children you've got a mortgage and i'm like we ain't got children and we ain't got a mortgage we have no reason to be tied to each other so if at any point you stop having fun or i stop having fun or you lose attraction i lose attraction let's let it go cut our losses it's going to be sad i might be heartbroken or vice versa but it'll be better for both of us in the long run. And there's plenty of other people in this world. Like, it isn't literally just one person for everyone. I believe in, like, soulmates, but, like, plural. I don't think anyone has one soulmate. I feel like our souls grow continually. And, like, the person that could have been your soulmate at 18 might not be your soulmate at 30 because you've had that time to evolve. Um, yeah. And so I feel like it's very important to, like, yeah, to keep that in mind. So I always go into it with that mindset, like, okay, this might not last forever. And if it does, or if it lasts for a very long time, that's great. Let's appreciate that. And then when it comes to literally like saying the words breaking up, I like to go back to my anxiety. I have to have things that I have. I will have a note, notes written down of what I want to say and the points, because I think breaking up with someone can be a traumatic experience for them as well, because how you do it, they'll carry that over, you know? And if you're not honest, um, 
it can really affect them in a negative way. And I learned that like honesty is so important because sometimes I would I would be dishonest to try and protect someone. You know, you know, when it's like because I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. honest, but then that can come back round on you. And that, I feel like when you're not honest, it can always come back against your character. Even if you're trying to do it for their benefit, it makes you look shady. It can make you look like a, a bad person. So I learned that you don't have to be brutally honest. You don't have to be telling them. You don't have to be telling them all the things that they don't need to hear. But I think just being clear, and I think also making it about you, because when you break up with someone, it is about you ultimately, and it's just letting them know, okay, you are an amazing person, but the direction that I'm going, and we're not growing in the same way, or we're not connecting in the same way, and it's not fair to me or you to literally continue down this path i think making it clear and keeping it about yourself instead of running someone down and be like well you don't look good no more your weave smells your shoes your shoes are dirty yeah you know i don't know i don't know that's just saying all these random things that might be truth but it's like that that has nothing to do with it so just be mindful of people's emotions Mm, i love that Mine's quite the opposite, bro. Cause like, like, I'm I'm waiting till marriage until I find until like I let loose. Or I say I have been saying till marriage, yeah. And now that I'm actually like, I I think it's I don't want to say it's love because that's a very strong word to use. But now now that I'm seeing someone that I proper like, I'm thinking if a year or two we're still seeing each other, then yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know there'll be a lot of people who might be like me and might be like, I don't really just date for the sake of just like just like a, a great time for a short time so maybe some people were like all right well if i'm dating like i want to end up being in a relationship i want the whole like blah 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 the kids the marriage etc which is fine as well and i feel like obviously if it's something that's great that's going going well i feel like one thing you have to learn is compromise because there's always gonna be things that people don't like about you mm-hmm. and that you might not like about others so i guess that's the whole point of relationship like you you give and take things that you don't like but when it gets to a point that you I always feel like it's good to give it, just give it a go. Even the, even first attempts, like, all right, I might not see her physically attracted. Well, I might not be in love with everything about her. Like, give it a go. You might actually end up realizing like something else about her, which makes the other thing that you didn't like completely disappear. But if it gets to a point where you're like, okay, cool, this is a dead zone. It's pimp. Like, I mean, <laughs> in regards to ways of like telling someone that you don't see it working, like I said, I've never. I wouldn't even say it's a luxury because there's nothing nice about telling someone that you don't like them. But like, for me, because I've never actually told someone that, oh, I don't really see this working anymore. But I've had it said to me, like, ways that I've learned that it would be best the way someone would say it. It's quite similar to how Donnie said it in terms of like making it more about you. So that person doesn't go away thinking about, oh, like an anxiety will just... And people like can gain traumas from the way you, you would describe their relationship or mm-hmm. how they was to you like literally i've had it i think it's been one time yeah like i asked girls like oh was i like was i too affectionate and she said to me no like it's got nothing to do with you like it generally wasn't an issue and now me and her are just like proper like solid good friends and it's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy just how life works like at the time i thought well this is amazing like it's going great but obviously in her head it was different but then i was like then i actually asked her, i was like oh like what was it, what was I doing that wasn't great or like what was it about me that she's like actually you know what like the thing that I didn't like about you which maybe it's just for me but that sometimes you would say stuff or like I I always try to be the person that paid for everything during dates she's mm. like if I offer like I'm offering because like I want to feel as equal as you so don't feel like you have to pay for everything over time 
So I was like, oh, but and I was like, but don't girls always just want guys that pay for something? She's like, no, Jerry, like it's fine, like. And I learned. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm learning more about myself through an experience that I thought would go on forever. So it's almost like doing an exam. When when the teacher doesn't give you the right grade, just ask for feedback. And you know, there's no harm. You know what I'm saying? Then you I learn. Like an interview. Yeah, <laughs> interview. Feedback Get the is B really grade. Good. Get the B grade. And before <laughs> you know, you're an A star student. You're done. So, Jeremiah, it's so funny that you talked about like paying for the first dates because I wanted to ask you guys a bit of a personal question. Not too personal because, you know, we're friends now, innit? We're omies. Um, when, when dating, do you guys think that you take on a certain role? And what do you think some of those roles in relationships can be? So, it is, uh, it's a minefield. So, there's so much you have to learn when you're in a queer this life experience um especially being black men like and being a black man who's i'm in a relationship with a black man and i feel like there's so much things i unlearned through dating in my 20s and i've got to a point where i'm like okay cool i understand it but it was confusing because a lot of the information that was put out especially growing up in the 90s early 2000s it's all about heterosexual norms and relationships and dynamics so you go out on a date and it's two guys and you're just like so who pays <laughs> like um and it's this idea um and what happens in some queer relationship setups is people try and recreate this heteronormative kind of dynamic where you might have more of a um masculine presenting and a feminine presenting person and then they because of their uh attributes they might take on these roles of what society deems as a man or woman and you know um, and because I'm quite dual, so the way that I carry myself, I'm in touch with my masculine and feminine energies and everybody that I've been with has been the same. So I haven't been with anyone that's predominantly like hyper masculine or overtly feminine. So we've always kind of made each other in the middle. Um, so when it comes down to like dating and stuff, it's literally who asks you out. Like if you're if I'm taking you out, if I say, do you want to go somewhere? I'll pay. Uh, but um, and then what usually happens is every every person i've been in a relationship with is we'll go back and forth and i'm so competitive i I'll, I'll make it a game so it's like if i take you on the first date they'll be like okay i'm taking you on the second date and i'm like oh i'm gonna top that one and then we'll go back and forth but even just being out like we a lot of things get split or if it's just a, it's just a general consideration that you don't even i don't even think about too much like because me i'm i'm anti-chivalry you know i'm anti because i'll say this i'm a feminist and I, one of my biggest points is I'm like, for, for feminism to rise, chivalry has to die. Because for me, it's like, I see chivalry as like an act of control. People get it mixed up because people are like, oh, you can't be nice. I'm like, chivalry isn't about being nice. It's about the obligation. Because I open doors for women and men. I'll pay for dinner. It's like, it's, it's me doing it because I want to. Chivalry is, you're a man, so you have to pay for dinner. You're a man, so you have to open doors. You're a man, so you have to take care and be a breadwinner. And I feel like when you adopt that mentality, you are offering off an element of your power, you know, and it's, I feel like, uh, what's it called again? Society has painted it so well to make women feel like it's a good thing. It's a trophy to have a man that's looking after her. But as soon as you let someone look after you, they feel like they can have a say. And that isn't cool. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it where women can't wear certain things or they can't do certain things and they feel like they shouldn't even complain because their man buys them this and their man does this for them. When they do just as much for their man emotionally, physically, you know what I'm saying? Like it balances out, but financially has a big impact. I'm a bit upset that you say that, you know, because it's like, like you said, that, that controlling thing. And I, I hate the idea of someone feeling like they have more power than you. Life should always be like as much as possible a fair playing ground. Um, and when it comes to dating, I, I say that now because I'm, I'm not sound like a hypocrite, 
But like first, like first three dates, I, I'm always so comfortable paying. My mum told me, and I'm not generalising, but I am. This is for my mum because she's quite old, yeah. She said to me, Jerry, African babes don't pay. And I said to my mum, wait, slow down, mum. Like, your generation is different to mine. Like, she said to me, they won't pay unless you ask them to pay. And I was like, hmm, okay, let me see. Went on a few dates now, and then no wallet was being brought out. <laughs> and I went home to mum, I was like, so, mum, how sure you about that? I told you. Like, yeah, coming from, like, a, from someone that's straight, like, I know it's a common stereotype for guys to always take girls out, but if a girl takes you out, allow her to take you out. She's chosen to take you out. It doesn't make you any more or less of a man again. Just in, like, man, don't forget, do you know how nice it is for someone to be like, I'm paying for this, this, and that? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? It's someone It's just care a gesture. Mm. it's okay too many bombs are being dropped here guys too many bombs (laughs) but i'm here for it all so just to round up we all know kind of like bumble is all about encouraging women to make the first move so i wanted to ask you both what tips would you have for anyone thinking about making the first move uh banter banter is always the best way um and like going back to what i said before like it's um just being just being queer like anyone can make the first move so i'm used to like being in a position where someone can come to me or I'll come to people and i think that is my always opener if i'm gonna come to someone i like to let the mood light i like it to be also i like to always connect with someone on like a friendship level first like so i'm not gonna just hit you up and be like oh yeah you look sexy like no, no, I'm not like I'm not gonna mention your physical. I was attributes. actually I was I, I was gonna ask you how do you move how, how do you ah, move to someone how do I move to someone you know I'm smooth you know oh. just just slight you know you know what I'm not gonna like uh, Jeremiah no you know when you're a DJ yeah oh, here like we go. <laughs> here we go no 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 I'm not not in the sleazy way I mean like music music okay. is it see oh. see I went see I went a different direction right. you yeah, see I, I thought you were going for the stereotype it's a, no right. it's a family show um, come no. o- come over to the booth or whatever nonsense um, yeah. No, mu- music is a big indicator of like it's like everyone loves music, you know. It's a way to connect yeah. with people. Um, so I usually like I'll ask someone like, "What's your favorite song right now? What song makes you happy? Or what song represents your week or whatever?" And I just open up a conversation, open-ended questions as well. Start something. Don't give someone where they can say yes or no. They're shutting down a conversation. That's for me a true way to like slide in. I feel like the best way to get your personality across is through your photos. Like, and I wouldn't start my first photos like a really, like, you know, like them press shots where you've got a white background and you're there smiling in your suit. <laughs> like, yeah, none of that. Like, I think, like, one of my first photos, like, on online dating was, like, me wearing a face mask. And I was like, that's, that's as real as it's going to get with me. Like, that's the sort of person I am. And then slowly he went down and he was like, okay, so you can tell instantly he's quite a joker. And then you start seeing a bit more, like, sophisticated stuff. Being like, okay, like... Because no one reads text first. Let's not lie. It's true. How but, do you curate that, though? So, like, because everyone's got their setup. You know when you first do your account, boy, and you've got them six yeah. pictures, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, let me, yeah. Let me yeah. give them... I'm going to give them, like, you know, fun dunny. Then I'm going to give them intellectual dunny. I'm going to hit them up with a tied-up dunny. Then I've got to show that I travel you know yeah. also, vacation <laughs> you know you always gotta have that vacation you let people know I'm worldly like. at least one at least one I, I personally start off with clowny Jerry like face mask mm-hmm. like just doing silly stuff then I go for the more like you'll see this like my mum would be like Jeremiah I'm proud of you you look <laughs> handsome 
Then I start going for the more, oh, like, this guy's got his, like, you know, he knows what he's doing in life. Like, he seems mm-hmm. like he's got his thing pattern. Then I go for, oh, snap. Like, this guy thinks he's sexy. Then the last one is the, thank you for coming to my interview. <laughs> if you'd like to sign up, then you know what to do. Oh, thank you guys so much oh. for joining me. Like, honestly, I've loved talking to things with you Man, guys. Thank you. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. You can yeah. find out more with the hashtag MyLoveIsBlackLove and follow at Bumble underscore UK to keep up with us. Tune in for the next episode out every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify and download Bumble so you can make the first move and yeah, try man. out the tips hey. given to yes. you today by Donnie and Jeremiah. Mm. Guys, we appreciate you. Thank oh, you so much. It's been a pleasure. Until yeah. next time.